0: Our Heavenly Father, uh, we ask your Holy Spirit to be in our midst. Father, we cannot do any good things without you, but with you, all things are possible. And so we ask, O Lord, that you may create in us a clean heart, renew in us a right spirit. As we share a little bit with each other on some principles, how to reach the community, please, Father... Teach us um, how to be more effective instruments for you, in Jesus' name, Amen. the um, The program says one of the pro oh the program says canvassing one hundred and one, uh, and but I we changed it to reaching your community for Christ, um, because I was telling them, well, if I am just going to train on canvassing, but we're not going to go and canvass, then what's the point, right? But the problem is that they weren't able to modify it on this, so uh, that's why there's not a lot of people. <laughs> <scary> people. <laughs> scary. So, so, but if you were coming for canvassing, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but yeah. So that's that's the uh, that's why I said, well, okay, there'll be less people, so that's great. So I won't have to be so nervous or whatever. <laughs> but uh, it won't be canvassing it's reaching uh, your community for Christ and uh, when I think of when I think of reaching the community guess I could use this Bible um, you know lately I've been reading a little bit about a book called Acts for Christ by Ellen White uh, and reading the book Acts for Christ in the Bible and Cause in my mind, it's like that's like the top of Christian experience. You know what they accomplished. I'm thinking that's kind of like what we want to get to. Where uh, I start speaking in Spanish. You know, and I don't even know Spanish. And because the Holy Spirit gives me power, or people start being healed, uh, the gospel is being preached. You know, that's I'm thinking. Wow, this is what I'd like. I'm thinking we need to aim for. So. I guess lately I've been reading a lot on how, how do I get to that point? Meaning, how did these people get to that point where they were so filled with the Spirit and they were able to do great things for God? Um, they're able to tell a guy, you're, you lied, and he falls dead. Not that I want to kill anyone, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's just power. And it's not power for me, but you're thinking, I want to do things for God. I want to be useful in God's service. I want to have a purpose, you know. I believe that the greatest purpose is to serve God. You know, I think that's where we find the greatest fulfillment. Uh, I think that's what we were created for, to serve others. And even people that don't believe in God, they find some kind of fulfillment in that. You know, by helping the poor, by donating, especially we see it at Christmas time, people are happy. And I think it's not just because it's Christmas, I think because people are giving. And that just reacts on us. It's, it's good for us. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And I think the same applies for giving your time, giving your talents, your service. Uh, unfortunately, January 1 comes and everything comes back to more, normal, right? But I've been studying, I said, and I think it's a good thing to study. If you have time, read the books, Axe of the Apostle, and to find out, look, what are the steps that these people took to get to the point where they were so surrendered to God? It's like... I could hear God's voice talking to me like Philip and says, okay, Philip, I want you to get up and to go down this road and I want you to, or like, uh, is it Barnabas? I forget which one. The one that uh, Paul was blind and then uh, God just spoke to one of the guys and says, go and, and uh, I forget his name, but anyways, go and, and pray for him and then when he did, the scales fell out and then Saul became Paul, right? Um, So I think sometimes um, it's like if I want to be a good basketball player I I study basketball techniques and whatever I think but for some reason we don't seem to transfer that to spiritual things. We just think well I guess this guy's just naturally more spiritual so that's his thing and I'm not. And I don't think that's the case because all of the 120 people on the day of Pentecost, they received the Holy Spirit. And then even later, we find out people that were baptized with the baptism of John, meaning they were just baptized like that. And then someone t- came and says, have you been baptized by the Holy Spirit? And they said, well, we don't even know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So they prayed, and they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, meaning God gave them power to do great things for Him. So um, I, think that's the, I think that's what we want to aim towards. The first text I want to look at is in Matthew Matthew, it's one that we probably, you probably know by heart, but it's Matthew 6, verse 33. It says, seek the kingdom of God, or seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, uh, and all these things shall be added unto you. This version is a little different. This one says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously above all else too. And he will give you everything that you need. Um, I personally believe that that is true. Um, I'm not the perfect example, but I have, is that a word, stroven, striven, striped, <laughs> I've strived to live my life for God and to seek His righteousness every day, and I'm not the best example, but I try and And God has been so gracious to me when I look at myself and I see my wife, my two kids, they're healthy, we have a home, we have everything we need, and I'm saying, you know I, we don't deserve this I mean God... The ministry is challenging, literature evangelism, but every time I look at my wife and we talk and we say, you know, we're too, we're, we're too blessed, there's something wrong, and then we're kind of scared because we were thinking something's gonna happen, <laughs> you know? But, and it could, but it's amazing how, if you seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, all your needs he provides, and I think it's not just um, physical needs, but emotional needs, social needs, and so forth. Um, in Acts of the Apostle and this is I took it from Testimonies Volume 8 page 19 but it's also in Acts of the Apostle it says it's talking about the people in Acts of the Apostle the early Christian church it says one interest prevail one subject of emulation swallowed up all others the only ambition of the believers was number one to reveal the likeness of Christ character and number two to labor for the enlargement of his kingdom that was the only focus of these two individuals so matthew six thirty three says seek first the kingdom of god and his what and his righteousness and then in 18 page 19 it says look those people at that time they only had two things that they focused on one was reveal the likeness of christ which is his righteousness and the other thing that really mattered was just enlarging God's kingdom, meaning helping more people to know Jesus, which is the same as Matthew six thirty-three, right? So laundry still needed to be done, the grass still needs to be mowed, the snow still needs to be shoveled, meals prepared, children take care of work, go to school, whatever. The, I mean, they were living, so they had to eat, they had to cook, they had to shop, so they had to do things that we do, but they were able to prioritize that anything and everything. Was centered about the two main things that mattered, which is the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that's speaking about that specific group. It says, I don't really like this. Let me use this Bible. Acts 1, verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so it shows here that... uh, the Holy Spirit gives us a power to be a witness. And I just want to draw a a little graph that helped me, anyways, understand. Permanent marker. No. (laughs) Don't want that. Um, Here it says... Holy Spirit gives us power to be a witness Holy Spirit gives power to be a witness and there's two ways that the Holy Spirit gives us power to be a witness we are witnesses through Matthew 6.33 says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and here I believe the two ways are the fruit of of the spirit that's in Galatians 5.22 and then you have the gifts of the spirit and that's in uh, Ephesians 4 so the fruit of the spirit the gift of the spirit the fruit is, do you remember some of the fruit of the Spirit? Right. And so that characterized with the righteousness of Christ, right? So that's equal to the righteousness of God, Christ. And then the gift of the Spirit, do you have some examples of what that would be? Apostle, teachers, uh, administration, and so forth, right? And that would be for the enlargement of his kingdom. And in, uh, I I think it's in Matthew, it says, um, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached Unto all the world as a witness, then shall the end come. I think it's Matthew 24. So, here we can see, let me put it here. Gospel preached as a witness. And then... when I began to understand this, it started making a little bit more sense in my mind. So Jesus says, look, I want you to focus on two things. I want you to focus on seeking first my kingdom and my righteousness, meaning bring other people to Christ and you being like me, right? And then in the example in Acts, we see that the Holy Spirit fell in amazing power And the result of them being filled with the Spirit, we're saying that there's only two things that really matter in their lives. They had to clean, laundry, wash, whatever, eat, cook. But none of these things are mentioned. The only things that were really mentioned is the things that were important. And that was to uh, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. It was to enlarge His kingdom and manifest the righteousness of Jesus. So it's interesting how when the Spirit comes upon us, It gives us power to be witnesses. How are we witnesses? We are witnesses by these two things. One, by manifesting the fruit of the Spirit or cooperating with the Spirit to manifest that thing of faith, gentleness, love, meekness, and so forth. And then gift of the Spirit by using the talent. Talent is not just being a pastor. Talent is time. We all have time. How do I use my time? How do I use... My computer, my internet, my, you know, emails I send to encourage people, Facebook status, I mean, whatever. God, whatever God has given me is like a talent. And then we have talents that are more concrete, like like hospitality, you know, inviting people or cooking for people and so forth. So the gift of the Spirit is for the enlargement of His kingdom. The fruit of the Spirit is to manifest the righteousness of God. And when we are told in Matthew 24 that this gospel shall be preached as a witness, Preach as a witness Is equal to this I always thought Okay, we just need to get more people to preach Like we get tons of pastors And they all go out and preach Powerful, then the end will come So I'm going to sit at home And wait till Doug Batcher Just gets on more television networks And then we're all going to go to heaven You know, isn't that wonderful? (laughs) But that's not what the Bible says The Bible says that If you're going to be preached as a witness Jesus says, look I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit The Holy Spirit will make you witnesses here, 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 and out to the ends of the earth. But gospel preached as a witness is this. The way that they were witnesses is by enlarging his kingdom and the righteousness of Jesus so that myself, I have a part that I need to play uh, that Doug Basher will never be able to play. And I need to understand that the way that the gospel is to be preached in my life is to do what I can to help others to know Christ, but that's one aspect. I should also do everything I can to accept Christ in my life and to manifest the fruit of the spirit. You know, this morning we were talking about dividing dividing two things. I remember what it was. Oh, yeah. Friendship, and Friendship and evangelism. This is exactly another scenario of divorce. Divorce is a very sad thing. And what Satan wants to do is uh, divorce the righteousness of God and the enlargement of his kingdom. So some people are really, especially in Spanish countries, they're very good on evangelism. I mean, they preach and people show up and they, they baptize tons of people. But sometimes when you start to get to know, this is not in all cases, but many, many times you get to know some of the evangelists and you're thinking, is this guy for real? You know, is he he a pastor, you know, or whatever? Or uh, when you start learning all the, I call it politics, you're thinking, I can't believe this, you know? So they're strong in evangelism and God uses them, but sometimes what it is is that God uses anything, but how much more could he use if they were living godly, righteous lives, right? So they're preaching, they're doing great things, but sometimes it can just be, there's a lot of people that have just, uh-huh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, ascent to truth. Oh, that's powerful. Okay. But sometimes what happens is that we bring people into the church to have the same experience as we have. Ellen White says that the people will never rise above their leaders, meaning the spiritual experience that some of our leaders have in general the general population will never rise above that. So if that person is preaching powerfully but doesn't have a conversion experience himself, then he's doing the cause of great injustice. And then there's the other aspect where there's people that focus a lot on being righteous and are praying and reading and, uh, and going to workshops like this, and, <laughs> you know, and just trying to grow spiritually, which is good, uh, But we're not doing anything to be able to enlarge God's kingdom. And so what happens is, uh, I believe there are three legs to uh, Christian experiences, prayer, study of God's word, and and sharing. And Ellen White says, you know, you can pray all you want, but if you don't study the word of God, there'll come a time that you're going to stop praying. He says, you can study all you want, but if you don't pray, you're going to start having all these crazy erroneous doctrines. You know? so, and then if you don't serve, you become spiritually constipated. Right? So it um, says, if we do these things, then the end shall come. So it became clear, and clear in my mind, okay, this is my responsibility. This is how the Holy Spirit wants to work through me. So then I start asking questions with God, and I say, okay, Lord, um, these are the fruit of the Spirit. That you want to manifest in my life what are some of the fruits that I'm not really manifesting meaning I'm blocking your spirit from Uh, because in the morning I surrender my heart to God but I think it's we need to do more than just say dear Jesus be with me today amen and go sometimes we need to search our hearts and then I have to think of Lord what are the talents you've given me I mean I'm not a preacher I'm not a teacher I'm not but what I have now how can I use what I have to help others, a neighbor, or even my own family that are Adventist? But that's healthy, you know, to be able to serve them. And I think as we do these things, God enlarges our sphere of influence, that we can do greater things. And then by God's grace, the end will come. Um, I could go knocking. This past summer, we, had, we have about 100 students knocking across Canada. And I'm thinking, you know, I could go and knock on doors myself. And sometimes you're thinking, I have more experience, so maybe I'll do better than them. That may or may not be true, I'm not sure. But I can never knock at the amount of doors that they do in my lifetime. You know, They will knock at 300 or 400,000 doors in one summer. I cannot do that in my life. You know, so even though we're thinking, well, we want, I'm not there yet, so I'll let people that are there yet to do it. Even the little that you can do, Imagine if all Seventh-day Adventists and all Christians do the little that they can do, then the end can come, right? Versus, let's just wait and leave the professionals, spiritual people to do what they need to do. I just sit back. I'm doing myself an injustice and, of course, doing the cause of God also. Um, so this is just a basic principle before we, I guess, share practical experiences on how to be able to reach the community. Um, so, I think it goes back to the last workshop. What is the key? Holy the Holy Spirit. Because it's the Holy Spirit that gives power. Um, and it's funny how we don't really hear sermons about it, or we don't really pray much for the Holy Spirit. Like, if I ask you, how much minutes or hours did you devote to praying for the Holy Spirit in the last year? And your thought could be, well, maybe a minute? Too, or you know <laughs> i mean i pray for mom i pray for this i pray for grades i pray for guidance i pray for this lady that's sick with cancer and i pray for you know that i can do god's will i pray that god will sur- surrender my heart to god i pray for all these things but maybe i'm missing you know the real power of what you know that to make a change in my life just to give you an example a few about a year or more ago i was invited to um preach in a church in Toronto and I prepared the sermon and everything and I went and I I was very busy that week I didn't have I like if I can I like to spend a little time in prayer before you know but I don't think I did much and then I went I I preached and it was it was crazy. I mean, babies were crying, people were standing up, walking out, some people were yawning. Um, you know, you're sharing, but you're looking and saying, okay, uh, is, you know, am I?" people understanding even what I'm saying, you know. And I left that place thinking, wow, what happened there? <laughs> and then I went overseas, someone, they invited me to share. And you know, I shared the exact same sermon. Same sermon, nothing different. It was a youth conference. They had prayer 24-7. You know, they were praying, praying, praying. And I made an appeal at the end. And it's amazing the amount of young people that came up, gave their life to God. Uh, they had to go to lunch. 50 people decided they're not going to eat. We're just going to pray. We prayed for like an hour. I mean, the Spirit of God, I've, you know, I've never sensed like that. Uh, people were in tears, just same sermon, same person, same notes, you know what I mean? It's, and for me, when I walked out of there, it's like for the first time, it really hit me. I'm thinking like it's maybe the illustration or maybe it's the way I share. Or it's maybe, And the first time it really hit me, John, you are nothing, you know, it's the Spirit of God. If you can be imbued with His Spirit, and I was surrendered to God, In both instances, I surrendered to God, but in this case, people were praying and praying, and there was people fasting in the prayer room, even while I was talking, and the Spirit was able to come down and work in great power. So if you lack power in your spiritual life for the righteousness of God or even the enlargement of His kingdom, I realized I have started to pray more and more for the Spirit of God, and I'm telling you that God has given me Victories and power where I would not have never imagined. It's amazing how I think one of the greatest miracles in my life is that as I've pleaded more and more for the Holy Spirit, the things that were difficult for me or the challenges with my temper or whatever it may have been have become so not strong anymore. You know? It's, it's amazing because the Holy Spirit... I have quotes I left my book upstairs but from Acts of the Apostle shares that the Holy Spirit can change your desires and your taste bud, meaning actually lead you to really desire a spiritual thing and really despise what is not it's a miracle so it's not something that is done by you alone right uh, I think I'll end with uh, with practical examples here um, there's a quote in Ministry of Healing and I just wanted to maybe we can discuss it a little bit in closing it says and you probably heard it before it says Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people So then, what is Christ's method, right? The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. Then He bade them, follow me. There is need of coming closer to people by personal effort. If less time were given to sermonizing and more time were spent in personal ministry, greater results would be seen. We are to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. Accompanied by the power of persuasion, the power of prayer, the power of love of God, this work will not, cannot be without fruit. Um, The first point is that he mingled with men. Uh, Maybe I need to just briefly here. with uh, men, desiring their good. What are some ways that we can mingle with people? Or places, maybe I should ask. I do kind of know, and come down to of like Start talking, yeah. yeah. Are we supposed to go out to reach people, or are they supposed to come to us? Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I'm going to go take the bus, right? So, I sit on the bus. There's a guy sitting beside me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, watch. Help me out here. <laughs> give me, a, give me a practical. It's like, how dare he sits beside me? There's a seat empty in front, you know. So you say, hi, how are you? says, good. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so you should end it right there, right? Maybe he has a dog with him or something. Oh, that's a nice dog. Okay. I have a dog. I have
1: a <laughs> <laughs> you have a dog? Or? <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> you, just start, you start at that low level where everybody's comfortable. It's so a small temperature. So you can talk to stranger. Weather... Talk yeah. about the weather, talk about weather, general things. Something that you notice, maybe you're lost. You just ran into the top one or here, you know, just you just start talking general information. Okay. You don't go into the deep stuff. Okay. Out. <laughs> so what if you're more shy? I'm shy. I'm more shy. I mean I've Is that right? I've grown a lot. Since then. I just keep doing it. You keep getting out of your comfort zone. So you do it. Because you want to, because it's good for you, or do you have a purpose? Or You should have a purpose. <laughs> yeah. It, it helps when you have something that's driving you, you know, you mm-hmm. just doing it aimlessly, like, okay, well, this is uncomfortable, I don't like it, I give up. Yeah. It's not easy. But you know what I realize is that human beings, people are not that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Meaning they look pretty bad. But when you start talking with them, there's a saying you know, the expression that they're human, you know, where yeah, there's some people that don't want to be bothered and that's fine, you respect that. But I realize that when you start talking with people, many people they just start talking with you, you know. And some people just won't stop talking <laughs> you know, once you open up. So <laughs> um, Go where the people are. Get involved in something that brings the people. So, I think the the point is that he mingled with people. So sometimes we have to go to the people. But I've realized that some people have more shy nature, so it's very difficult for them just to go walk downtown, uh, Young Street, and just hey, how are you? You know, it just it doesn't come naturally. Some people they're like that. But if I think. The sad thing is that many church members says, well, I'm shy, I can't do it, that's not me, so this m- reaching out to people is not my thing. That's, that's the conclusion. Whereas I think there's alternative methods where you can get involved in programs or places where people come, you know? And so those are other options. One thing um, I wanted to share, you know, my wife, when she got two kids, and so i i got them too <laughs> but anyways it's her kids if they misbehave <laughs> but um we were taking a walk actually it was the day after the first the the first child was born and she was, we were walking outside very slowly cuz she was in pain and we met a couple that were just walking and the couple lived somewhere and then oh you guys just had a baby and okay they started very nice couple with two kids and we just started talking and i had a shirt about canada youth Challenge. Says what's that oh yeah that's what oh they started asking and then she invited my wife says you know we're starting a small we have a small group why don't you come and and it's for mothers at this methodist church so my wife started to attend every two weeks and after it became every week uh, like a MOPS, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's Mothers of Preschoolers. They're all around the world. Uh, and what it is is like a support system for mothers when they have kids five or under. They can come and then older ladies take care of the, the little ones while the mothers have time. They can just relax, uh, learn how to be better moms, you know, share some of the frustration within a support group. So it's, it's really amazing. So she started going there for a couple years and just started to make friends. Of course, she got support when she went there, but her purpose also was to make friends to lead to God, you know, because that's one of, you know, they're Christians already. Well, a lot of them are not even Christians. MOPS is for anybody. Um, So, but it's to develop friendships. And then one, you know, after a while, she realized God started putting a burden that she should just have one at our church at Bowmanville. Why not just start our own little MOPS group, right? So that's what she did. She just went to the board, everything, and they thought it was a great idea, supported her and everything. So now every s- couple weeks, we have uh, maybe, I don't know, 12 or plus ladies from the community that come, and sometimes up to 20 kids that show up. And, and these are not Adventists. These are just straight off the street. So my wife used to be a literature evangelist, but now she has kids, she can't really go and knock on doors, but now somehow the spirit has led for her to get involved so that people now come to her, you know? So she's the group leader, so she invites guest speakers, she has videos that she shows. There's different things that you do, you involve them in discussions, and uh, we even put our little advertising out, where we are, what we're doing, and just get mothers to come. And it's really a big thing with the Caucasian-Canadian, you know, these are the group that's very hard to reach. You know, when you're talking Spanish or whatever, they're so much more warm, you know, they, they're open, they're very loud too, but that's okay. <laughs> but Brazilians are all of them, you know, and even the Jamaicans, they all tend to be more louder than the Caucasian-Canadian mindset, right? And I say Caucasian, it can be someone that is not Caucasian, but that is born here, so that's the way that they think, that's the way they live, Right. It's the culture, and, but it's amazing how these women have responded, they've come, and, and I think she's had, she has meetings with them, but her goal is not just to meet with them. Her goal is to be able to lead them to Christ. It's limited maybe what you can do in the meetings because we don't want to be too religious. Even though it in a church, they know it's Christian, but there's a lot of people that come that have no religious background. But then what she does is that she has what they call play dates. And she meets with the individuals and um, one-on-one they go to their homes and then she talks to them more about God and so forth. So in the end, we have one lady, she's coming every Sabbath to church with her kids and then the other lady uh, offering Bible studies and with her out of this humble beginning, right? So it's still very small, but the concept is this is that I think that when we make ourselves available to God and saying, okay, the first point is mingle with men. Some people will say, well, I'm, j- I'm just too shy. Psh, I don't know what to do. I'm too young. I'm too old or whatever. So well, that's not my thing. Well, as we talked about in the beginning, we all have a sphere of influence. We all people that we can influence for Jesus. When it comes to the community, I believe that God has us in our community for a reason, right? For a purpose. There's people there that we can meet. So then is to ask God, how am I to mingle with these people? Am I to go out and just knock on doors and deliver bread that I've baked or do surveys? Or can I get involved in a group where people come? And uh, there's different groups out there. There's so many places that you can volunteer, like hospitals. Uh, they're always looking for volunteers. And um, that's places where you can actually reach out. Sometimes in those places, limited what you can talk about God, but you can always You can always develop a friendship That can be overlapped Outside of uh, The work or volunteer environment So that's the thing uh, Encourage all of us to do Never lose sight of the end purpose I was sharing with one of the Was it with you guys I was sharing that uh, Some people say well why Go where people is So I can go to the club That's where people are Amen no? You can't meet more people in other places. Than so it, it depends. Like God might want you to leave a bar to talk to someone, right? Well, I don't know. Like I'm thinking like a club is not where you can talk to people anyway. That's, point? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. So you go in and you can't hear yourself think, right? Yeah. Um, and, and this is where I believe that this point comes in. Uh, desiring their good, right? But number two will help us determine where we want to go, right? Number two is that he showed sympathy. Uh, I guess we can combine number two and number three will help to, put, to know where we can go and not go. Uh, number three is ministered to their needs, felt needs, that is. And not once Minister to their needs. And number four. Uh, he won their confidence. Bade them follow me. Um, this is, I believe, what needs to be followed, even with our church, with our family members that don't believe in God or that don't, their lives are not surrendered to God. Uh, most, many times, what we try to do is we try to tell them this is what they need to do, and then when they don't react very well, what we do is we try to win their confidence, you know, and try to buy them there you know hey you know hey why don't you come and try to so what we're doing and <laughs> we're working backwards you know we're trying to tell them look you need to believe in God's what you need to do whatever oh you don't and then they and then oh look why don't you come with us and you buy a gift or whatever to win their confidence then start ministering to their needs so and when they get in, so get in trouble we try to show a little sympathy so it's like backwards. We do things backwards instead of making it the way that God wants us to. So there's the mingling with men desiring their good. The, the reason I want to mingle with men is, <laughs> someone once said, some people mingle with men desiring their goods with a s, S, right? And <laughs> I said, sometimes that's what we do. We're thinking of our own selfish interest when we go out there. We're just thinking, I want to have a good time. I want to relax. I, want to. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, in being relaxing and, and taking a break, but I think there's a time for everything, right? So mingle with men. What I want, what do I want to accomplish when I mingle with them? Like my wife's example, I want to be able to show sympathy. For me to show sympathy, I need to be able to talk with them because I, can, I can't show any sympathy to, unless they're in a hospital bed, you know, and they can't talk, then I can go and t- you know, hold their hand and just be there for them. But there's something that I want to be able to accomplish. I want to be able to accomplish this. I want to be able to accomplish to the best of my ability, to the best of my resources, this. So then I wouldn't go to a rock concert. You know, even if I may be strong spiritually, filled with the Spirit of God, it's impossible to me to show sympathy. Ten years ago, I I had sent some students to the gay parade to pass out some. Literature. I said, Oh, that's a great idea. There'll be tons of people. <laughs> then they came back, they came back like with their eyes like open. <laughs> Some of them were Jamaicans and they were like, For them, you know, gay is not something you can't talk about. So um, they came back and they were like shocked. But what we realized is that people's mindset was not there. They didn't want to talk about anything. They didn't want to even listen to you. They were there to party. They were here to have fun. There was no concept of talking about anything so that would help us determine if I'm going to a rock concert or whatever I would not accom- a club I can't talk with people the music is so loud so that would help me to determine where I am to go to mingle with men to desire their good right showing sympathy I heard you hey you look familiar welcome back from Korea this is canvassing 101 <laughs> That's why the people are not there. <laughs> we we can talk after. It's good to see you. Yeah. Uh, if floor number two, there's different. I I think I need to close, ladies. I'm sorry. I think I went overtime here. Yeah. Uh, let me close. Um, so showing sympathy by the words, tone of voice, facial expression. Um, something I realize is every time you meet someone, it's important to show sympathy, especially someone you're trying to reach. Because sometimes we just show them once or twice, they don't respond, then we just like put them in our box. Number three, minister to their felt needs, not their wants. It's easier to meet minister to felt needs in, fir- in third world countries where people are hungry, thirsty, uh, they need clothes, they need shelter, they need, they're suffering because so many people are dying of disease and, and killings. It's harder to be able to do that here in this country. But there are still felt needs, and the felt needs are more abstract. What I've realized is that most felt needs center around two things, children and health, meaning that's where most people have their crisis. And if you can start going to involve yourself in ministries or organizations or support groups that deal with children and that deal with health, it's amazing the amount of people that you'll be able to reach here in Canada. Number four, one, their confidence. Um, Winning the confidence is not something, it's like leadership. It's not something that you brand or that you ask for. It's something that you earn. And the way that you you get number four is by doing one, two, three, right? Um, Ellen White tells us that if we help people and minister to them just for interest's sake, they in turn their hearts will be open and they will be open to listen to spiritual things from us right Um, I call it the 80-20 principle I believe that we should focus maybe 80% on felt needs health and so forth and less on spiritual because that turns people off but if you focus and really help them on the 80% they will be open to the 20% I've seen that so many times and then of course he bade them follow me Uh, there's so many more examples uh, I could give uh, on uh, on uh, these things, but I think it's gives you a rough idea. Um, one thing that I would encourage you. Raquel? Ruth? Wow. No. <laughs> There's only two of you. <laughs> it's only been 30 minutes or an hour. <laughs> um, Even Ruth, this would be good for you. Amen. We have a, we're starting a, a sp- special program. You can even test it. It wouldn't be full-time, but it's like healthy lifestyle coach. What you do, you go out and do surveys, and we have, if you look at the table, we have different products that are coming out. So the focus is not to sell books. The focus is to help people on the eight laws of health, teaching them drink their water and get their rest and things like that could be something you might want to try <laughs> you won't die don't worry <laughs> We're ch- yeah we're changing well there's still regular literature evangelists but what we want to do is we want to focus on meeting felt needs and so we develop a product just for that and we want to develop a whole program for that so that now I'm not going to sell you something I'm just going To talk to you as a nonprofit I have an advertising card and I share this is what we want to do we want to help people with uh, regain some of their energy uh, reverse diabetes if it's possible different things like that uh, manage your weight and so the focus is health but in the product that we've designed we have body mind and spirit so there's still a spiritual component but it's introduced as a health module you know instead of saying this is Jesus we're saying, you know, if you want to be healthy, you need body, mind, and spirit. All three. We're complete people. And the world figure teaches that, too. The only thing is that we sp- decide what's going to be the spiritual aspect, right? Instead of meditating, then we have the Word of God. So, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But there's different ways you can get involved, right? So, but let us pray. Any questions, comments, suggestions? let's pray <laughs> father in heaven you have placed us here for a purpose lord you know how you have used so many young people even including myself to be able to reach to others and we are all sinners father but yet in your mercy you want to use us and thereby make us strong for you and so i pray i pray for each young person here in this uh, seminars And uh, I pray for Raquel and for Ruth also, that they may continue to seek first your kingdom, seek first your righteousness. Bless them, O Lord, as they seek to do their best for you. It is true, Father, that we fail so many times, but yet you love us so much, you pick us up, you lead us to greater heights. And I pray for them that you put an extra blessing upon them, put a hedge around them to protect them from harm, from accidents and make their path clear, O Lord. As they walk, may they know what you'd have them to do every step of the way. I pray also that you may reward them by taking care of all their needs as they take care of yours. In Jesus' name. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse,